Welcome to the No Name Podcast, sponsored by TechSource. Here's your host, Ryan Bolin and Mike Hoey. Hi, welcome again to another podcast with myself, Ryan, and Mike Hoey. We have a guest with us today, Robin Bumgardner. He's part of the TechSource team as well. He's one of our salesmen, uh, and you, we'll be asking him some questions today and see what's going on. I think Mike's got a few questions from his production background side that he's now transitioned over from to the salesman's side. Well, not salesman side, but you have questions too, too, Robin, about salesman side of things. I've got questions. Right. He's got answers. Yeah, but um, we're still working on a name. I do have a couple more ideas. We we kind of have a couple of names that are off the wall, like shirt tails and stuff like that. But I was thinking a little more serious people don't know us that well but a lot of people kind of know tech source small shops big shops whatever just like people know nasdar and other big name companies but tech source is is another one of those so i was thinking of somehow keeping it well i guess your intro is going to be like i just heard we have an intro by the way but like the intro that i just heard talks about tech source but i was thinking about a name of like why the hell screen print or or what the hell screen printer or, or, or like why or not you get what i'm saying like so that's the name of the show i'm trying what, to what the hell screen printer i'm trying to make some kind of play on here, another episode with why the hell screen print I, I don't know it might be too long of a name but instead of shirt tails i'm trying to think of something catchy you're asking a question oh why why am i why am i screen printing and then we just evolve into other crap yeah, why am I screen printing? Like, why am I here? Am I stupid? Yeah. Is this crazy? But yeah. or what the hell, screen printer? Or WTF? Yeah. Screen print? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the the shirt show, by the way, when I was posting the no name podcast that we're going under, you know, right now, uh, it's already been taken, and uh, it's been taken for a long time. So the shirt show, it's off the table. I'm pretty tore up about it. Well, I'm not because they must suck. Because <laughs> they, they, they must suck. No, I mean they they have uh, hundreds of episodes. And they have a, like a band opening up and stuff, like a rock band. Sure, Joe. Sure, oh, Joe. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's it's rad. Uh, we'll just put it that way. You, no, it's not. <laughs> Even saying that word, rad, is not because we well, know that's a trigger word. Yeah, I I, I know. I, I said that on purpose because they've been doing this so long yeah. that 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 when rad was cool, that's how old this has been. Well, that reminds me of like Ryanette, where he's like, "Oh, this is rad." This is, the, yeah, yeah, the Sham Wow guy, right? <laughs> Are we allowed to call the Ryanette guy? Are we allowed to call him the Sham Wow guy? The Sham Wow guy was Prince. Yeah, but but I mean they're brothers, right? I mean it to me it's the same guy. Are we allowed to say that? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. But back to the name we're we're uh Robin, do you have a name? What do you think the podcast? I mean I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're I'm getting tr- nothing from it. But I'm trying to think of why screen print? So I'm trying to think of a name of not shirt show. I mean, it was a good one. I mean, we've got some good ones. Uh, we keep rambling off, but trying to figure out what can catch somebody's eye. And like, why am I screen printing? Oh, let me listen to this and maybe have some tips or something fun or whatever. Yeah, man, I I, I have a feeling we're going to get like, you know, six months into this and it's still <laughs> going to be called the no name screen print podcast. Anyways, um, We'll circle back around to that towards the end. So, again, guest today is Robin Bubgarner with the Tech Source Sales Team. He helps out with our screen printing classes, a lot of a lot of other things. He's been in the industry. You, you explain yourself. What, who are you? 
<laughs> explain myself. Yeah, <laughs> explain yeah you just kind of showed up today and now explain yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we're, we threw you into the fire here. Yeah. Well, I started screen printing a long time ago, um, hand printing in my grandpa's shop at 13. Uh, I'm a lot older than that now, so uh, getting ready to be 45. Um, did that for a long time, helped run a production shop, two autos, nothing too big. You know, it's about the average what you see out there really as a salesperson. And, um, my gosh, I've been with TechSource for 22, 23 years. Yeah. So, so, so where, what was the transition? What made you go uh, to the dark side so early in your career? Uh, dark side as far as well the dark side is the vendor side oh yeah I, I made that up yeah back, back in the 80s but well, yeah because i used to work in the dark side before and i came to the light now i'm back he, on the dark he, side he, okay. he's used to the uh salesman selling him too much and he doesn't he don't like the he don't like being sold he wants to figure it out on his own yeah so that's well, what he calls the dark side yeah i, <laughs> I can remember my grandfather you know back in the 80s and 90s and he said you know what you really need to do you need to get into sales that's where the money's at i guess because he was spending too much money on supplies even yeah. back then so boy was he lying <laughs> yeah yeah i'm still waiting you know either from screen printing or the sales of screen printing for that that rich moment you know like yeah. wow i've got it made now the only way, still waiting the only way that'll happen is if you have if you if you, if you make the uh one hit white yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah you're, the elusive you're rich with knowledge, though. That's what he meant. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what all the poor people always say. You know, I'm uh, rich with knowledge. Yeah. I've, at least I've got my health. You know, that's what we <laughs> normally say. Yeah. You got out of the chemicals, right? You know, the daily, uh, you know, back then in the 80s, we had the terrible. Uh, the xylene. Yeah. And, and, uh, what was the stuff that would look like battery acid that we used to dehaze with that was just incredibly oh, yeah. caustic? Yeah, it, they still make that, the Rhino 2800 and I think they? Easyway oh. 415. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, some of that stuff you literally could hit wires up and jump a car with. <laughs> it, it was it was some uh, – you had to wear the uh, nuclear biological suit. Um, but, you know – we we got some green things these days, which is a lot better. Mm -hmm. it, it also causes cancer, so whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, everything. You air the the water, so you know why not the screen print supplies too, right? Yeah. Um, hey, I I actually have some. Uh, I've scratched down some questions. I I think that the listeners would uh, want to know because a you're you're a guy that that was on both sides, so. When you go into a shop, it's different than someone that's never, you know, been there and done that. Sure. Um, and so out of your customer base, um, the, the ones that made it, what has been their X factor when you saw them start with nothing and now they're, you know, uh, they're growing and they've grown into an auto, that, that transition, what's the X factor? I think the biggest one, if I just had to, throw a word out there, you know, what's, what's the catch word? It's, uh, adaptability. You know, I think a lot of people learned how to adapt, especially through the pandemic. Um, there were people that were doing, you know, they were tied to elementary schools, high schools, you know, uh, Mrs. Jones, you know, third grade field trip, you know, needed shirts. And then, you know, they, the basketball team needed a few jerseys and that all kind of went away. Yeah. You know, during those pandemic years, you know, there was, 
no schools, no events, no gatherings. So concert t-shirts were out, um, family reunions. You know, these are some of the the backbones of your, especially your mom and pop shops out there. Yeah, probably so, took a lot of them down, and I don't I don't know if uh, you know business world is 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 cruel when it comes to economics and only the strong surviving like you said adapting mm-hmm. what what did you see those guys doing uh during the pandemic to to make up for some of these losses yeah uh, they got creative you know most everybody was doing face masks at some point in time and that's that's kind of gone by the wayside now but a lot of them were maybe they were farming out some embroidery. Now they've brought it in house and gotten themselves an embroidery machine. Um, and the opposite has also been true. You know, some of the embroideries are now doing screen printing too. So it's uh, bringing it in house, having some in house control of those things. Um, they've reached out to different customer bases, you know, because how are you going to survive if you had no customers? You have to reach out for customers. So that's what they did. They reached out to more corporate accounts and figured out a way to survive doing that. Yeah, and I guess if you're just steaming along, uh, you don't think about uh, having, you know, half or more of your business taken away. So it's probably, you know, a good idea to be prudent and always be looking uh, the next step ahead, you know, marketing uh, for something like this. Well, you know, and we've always said it, everybody within the business is always – felt and thought that screen printing was a recession proof business because t-shirts are cheap. You know, yeah. Even, even when the economy's down, people can have a business and come up with some cash for some screen printed tees. Um, and nobody ever thought that something like the pandemic could yank the rug out from under you, but it did. And I think people got a little smarter. The ones that did survive and most of them did, most of them survived. I think they've gotten a lot stronger by diversifying their account base. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely you, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket uh, because of something like that. If it's just that market is taken out, then, you know, you, you, you've got more legs to stand on. Sure. Ryan, Ryan, do you have anything? You, you know this guy. Yeah. Um, not at the moment. I don't have any questions. I'll pass. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a firm. Well, that's what they do when I go in to a lot of shops. You know, they... They either feel like they are supposed to buy something right then, or they'll say, well, um, I just placed an order yesterday, and I don't have any questions for you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'll see you next time. <laughs> you know, yeah. No I mean, questions, you know. So someone that wants to get in the business today, we have lots of people out there doing crafts that have the dreams of getting into something more than – just selling stuff on Etsy that they, mm-hmm. they, they make in their spare time. So if, if a new business is going, uh, if you were getting into it for the first time, but having all the knowledge that you have, what uh, line of garment embellishment would you get into? And what's some of the equipment that you would look at uh, purchasing uh, your first go around? Yeah. I mean, I would at least get a six color manual press. I think, um, Screen printing, I think, is going to be around for a long time. I don't think it's going anywhere. I see direct to garment out there. It still doesn't look as good as screen printing. It just doesn't. You know, uh, I think a lot of people like to jump in there and and buy a direct to garment machine, but they're a little pricey. I could get some, uh, I could get some decent screen printing equipment for what I could pay for a DTG machine. Yeah. Um, and some of them are even scrapping the DTG altogether and 
transitioning those machines into DTF direct to film machines. So yeah. that I think those designs actually look a little bit better from what I've seen than the DTG. Now you still have, it's a heat press. You're making you're making a heat press transfer with it. Um looks really cool. It's it's good for a few shirts. Still doesn't have the durability of yeah. you know a screen printed garment. It's definitely that small, smaller order type things. Sure. Um, I know that shops that typically will have a two or three dozen minimum, they used to send away people when they would come in and want, you know, nine or 10 shirts. Now you can call up and get uh, DTF done and sell them those shirts. Yeah. So uh, that that's definitely, but, but you would go, you would go for the screen printing and, and still not jump in the digital technology. Right. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's a good place to start. I think there are another enough people out there that could get you some DTF transfers, or even if you wanted to go DTG, you could reach out and farm those products out through those people. You you could still offer it without having to have it. Yeah, in yeah. house. I think uh, you're going to get a lot more um, credibility with being able to produce screen printed garments. I think you know they la they still last longer. Like I said, you're still dealing with a and, well, the, the transfer, you know, and the time to produce them are a lot quicker, uh, and the expense. You know, you've got three dollars worth of ink, I think, on DTG, um, just just an ink cost. So, mm -hmm. um, it still hasn't made it to mainstream America. Like that's how you're getting your shirts done. So Robin said he starts with uh, screen printing. Everybody that we see starts with heat press, heat press. They're all vinyl, heat press, vinyl, and heat press. Cricket heroes. It, it never lasts. <laughs> it never will sustain you. You always move to screen printing because if people don't want to spend the fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for a good DTG or even the direct to film machine. You're, you're ten grand when you can just go to your go to online and, and get get the vinyl sent to you without yeah. having to buy DTF. So everybody I see starts in heat press because that's where a lot of our people from our classes come from. Yeah, but you always end up in screen printing. So it, yeah, because you can't sustain that because of the 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 time and the expense. And when you 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 first start doing it, all of a sudden somebody wants a hundred shirts, and if you're a <laughs> cricket hero. You're going to be up for three days in a row, and so time is money, and that's where screen printing just uh, is always going to be, heat, be king. Heat press is good for your bowling team. You have the four just, shirts you need. Just a little, <laughs> a little small. I mean, someone who doesn't is just hobbyist, hanging out and they're on a free time on a weekend or at night, just wanting to do a couple shirts here and there. Heat press is going to be good, but if you're wanting to make it into a true business, you have to move to screen printing or you can fumble around and direct to garment, but you, like Robin said, you're not going to get the quality. Uh, and, and the price you've got to charge is incredible uh, when it when it comes to direct to garment. Um, it, it it's almost like it's a fixed cost. Where at least in screen printing, volume your prices can go down and be competitive. You always have that three dollars per shirt cost with direct to garment and the time. Uh, so you can't and get the, around it. And the inks and all the crap getting clogged into the machines. Yeah. Constantly there's constant maintenance with direct-to-garment, direct constant maintenance, constant cleaning, where screen printing, it's not, vinyl's not, but vinyl sucks. 
Yeah, vinyl sucks. Well, I'm going to make you, I'm going to get somebody to vinyl cut you a shirt that says vinyl sucks. I like vinyl. It's fun. It's but it's, it's, you're going to hold up a broken record or something, <laughs> right? We got to make it a like a. I'm sure I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth in a lot of these podcasts, but whatever. <laughs> we, we sell the vinyl. Yeah, so we do sell vinyl. You know what I mean? We do sell the vinyl. We don't. Uh, and I'll say this you can look on Facebook Marketplace and you can see those little crickets. Yeah. They're for sale every day on there. You know, yeah. so people, people do it and they do a few monograms for their friends, you know, some of the ladies that are at home and stuff and it just doesn't last. If it did, they wouldn't be selling it on, you know, Facebook marketplace so quickly, you know? Yeah. And, and who is it? I think Mark Cuban says that if you um, have something to, to make money, but you don't have uh, scalability, then that's a hobby, not a business. Yeah. And that's where I think Ryan's talking about when it comes to vinyl is there's no scalability in vinyl cut. Uh, you can do some cool things. I've seen people, you know, stack six layers and do Homer Simpson and all kinds of cool stuff. So it, it, it's, it's definitely cool and artsy, but it's not a scalable uh, business. Say it one more time. What, what does Mark Cuban say? He says just, that just it, for the listeners to listen. Yeah. That, um, He'll say to people on Shark Tank, um, if your business is not scalable, then it's just a hobby. Um, that a business needs to be scalable. In other words, if somebody came to you and said, I need a thousand of those Homer Simpson shirts, you're like, uh, I can't do them. That's where I'm, you're, you're still at a hobby level and not a true business. That's the difference between a basement and a uh, brick and mortar shop. Yeah, and I know a lot of people will will uh, put a garage shop out there to yeah. keep the expenses down in the initial, and and I'm all for that if if that's how you transition. But just keep your prices so that that when you do transition to a building and that expense, that you're not uh, going to experience a big price jump. I'm not knocking on the garages or the uh, basement shops because we set up automatics and basement shops before we've had to carry and, and somehow maneuver these big giant autos into someone's basement yeah. of their house and it works and they print and they make tons of money. So I'm not knocking it, but I was referencing if you, if you're going to grow and, and yeah. stop playing around you, the whole premise of this last little bit, vinyl sucks. Vinyl sucks. <laughs> Well, you do see a lot of guys that do start in their basement. I think ultimately when they start making some money, their dream is to get out of that basement. Yeah. To have a shop <laughs> somewhere, you know, that's that's kind of the brick and mortar thing. And uh, we've got a lot of customers that have made a, a good, good living starting out in their garage or in a building out back. And now they have a real, you know, shop somewhere. Yeah. You know, they were hand printing. And it's funny because most of them will, carry that old manual press around with them even if they move from medium shop to a great big shop i've got a guy he started out doing it in his garage he got six automatics in charlotte and he's still got that old piece of junk manual because for he and it it's kind of a love affair yeah he it, keeps it over in the corner and he looks at it he's like that's where i got my start man is it like an old atlas roller skate wheel um one what what did he with the what press did this guy start with? i think it's an antic it's an antic yeah huh? Yeah, classic. Um, you know the uh, the uh, drinking game where the beer's in the middle and you put the cards around it. The uh, nobody knows that game where you pull yes. a card and you, yeah, and eventually they all fall and you have to drink. Yeah, <laughs> you all stuff the the, beer, the the card into the beer can and then when it finally cracks. Anyways, I was thinking about the uh, all the different names of 
equipment manufacturers out there is crap ton. That'd be a good good one to pull when you pull. What is it? What category? It's categories, but that's under tennis categories. You probably don't remember, but I can't remember either. Anyways, <laughs> what you do in the drinking game is yeah. if you pull that certain card, say whatever it is, that card is categories. You start the category by saying types of screen printing equipment. You wouldn't do it in a drinking game, but then, yeah. then I would say workhorse, and then you go, which, what's what's another one? They're, they're doing. Do you have something we could drink and get it started? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any shots. Oh, okay. Alan, come so on. It goes workhorse, and then you would say M&R, you'd say one, and we keep Atlas going. Until somebody's who, drinking, right? And then yeah. if I don't get it right, then I got to drink. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I mean, different. There, there's a there's a ton out there, uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you see some of these I, I uh, older. Yeah. Well, it's. I would know. Yeah. It's got to be, vi- you know, viable. Um, somebody's going to know. It's Friday, so we. I'm, I might go play that game tonight. Yeah. Might have the tequila tequila Friday with uh, screen printing brands. Why do you feel like mixing tequila <laughs> with some vodka? Keep yeah. Ooh. We always end up here on Friday, but, you know, that game, you, you there's Long Beach is going on right now. You. I could see people doing that, doing that at Long Beach because you know the big screen printing uh, trade show out there. They're they're doing more than that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just it isn't the Vegas show, so. Oh. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, I guess we'll wrap up. And we're still freaking no name. We don't know. But so, what if we do? If I'm very dramatic and I say. Y in the F screen print, but actually you put a big bleep. Like yeah. Beep. Or Y in the F with like some stars or whatever. Welcome to another podcast of, or welcome to another Y in the F. Or, or You would say the word and then we could broadcast, use that tone that bleeps yeah. it out. Yeah. And, but, um, and put something over your mouth. So it looks like a, you know, to blur it out like Why they do. Why if we screen printing by but, tech source? But we're allowed to curse because we've set this to, uh, would we set it to like mature audiences only? Um, we, because we couldn't say Shucky Dern and keep the rating and there's only two ratings. So I had to go with the, um, what, what, what's the rating? Does anybody, um, uh, I forget. Um, it, they had two words and I knew the first one sounded like we were, uh, Mr. Rogers. So, and I read the guidelines and I'm like, yeah, we're never going to make it past that. So I think you could go with whatever podcast you want. Now you may get some, you know, mother writing into the show. My son was listening to your podcast. Highly doubt it. Yeah. (laughs) Family friendly, uh, programming here. Family friendly podcast. But we we know screen printers. We've yes. been in the shops, and I don't think any of them. There's there's no words they're not familiar with. We'll just we'll say it like yeah. That. Screen printers, you're sort of just pinned for well, life. So Mike didn't know what BDSM was. So <laughs> hey, you know he's he's come from a different generation, man. So yeah. then that would be in, that, would, that would be incorrect. What Robin is saying. I'm most dreadfully embarrassed. <laughs> All right, well, that's another podcast for us. Rob and our guest today, thanks for joining us. We'll have more guests coming up soon. Again, we're still a little new with the podcast. We'll get you some better guests, some manufacturers in here. And uh, we will uh, see you next time. Peace, everybody. (laughs) Bye.